This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donation. Today's guest is is a dear friend of mine. We go way, way back. We used to travel around the country together, do speaking engagements and, and fatherhood conferences and 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 just touch people all around the country. And when I called him and said, man, I need you to be on this show to talk about your new project. Um, he said, man, just give me a call and we'll make this happen. Today's guest is my friend David Miller, who is the founder of the Dare to Be King, Dare to Be King Project a brand that focuses internationally on developing products and services for organizations working with young males of color. David Miller, welcome to the Father Matters Show, my man. Brother Vance, how you doing, I'm man? Doing, I'm doing real good. Glad to catch up with you. When I called you a few weeks back, asked you to be on the show, you was at the airport running from city to city, and you said you would make time for this, and you did, and I appreciate that, David. Well, thank you. Thank you. So you, so now we both originally from Baltimore, but now you're in D.C. I'm out here in Phoenix Still trying to take on the world, I guess. But, David, share a little bit, man. What is the Dare to Be King project? Well, um, well, thank you, Vance, for all of your work and the work that Father Father Matters um, does. Uh, my story and my work is really simple. As an um, undergraduate student uh, in college at Morgan State University in Baltimore, one of my good friends, um, had gone down to Morehouse uh, University in Atlanta. He decided to come home during summer vacation. We decided to get together and have a party to celebrate that we were in college. And three guys tried to rob us. We were in uh, West Baltimore. Three guys uh, tried to rob us. Uh, at gunpoint, they took some gold chains and the little bit of cash that we had. And I guess they weren't satisfied with what we had. And so uh, they started shooting. My best friend, Donald Bentley, uh, was shot as we tried to run from the scene. He was shot in the back. Um, He died, and I lived. And so I learned a um, very important life lesson that um, God spared my life. And because God spared my life, that I needed to be a tool or vessel or an instrument or whatever whatever term you wanted to use, I needed to make sure that I reached back even deeper into communities locally, initially in Baltimore and across the country, and even internationally, to work with um, young males. And so um, this is, at 47 years of age, working with young boys and working with men and fathers is all that I've ever done. And so my work um, has evolved over the last couple of decades. I started off as a um, youth worker in one of the most notorious public housing facilities in East Baltimore, went on and got my master's degree in education, 
started teaching at a very challenging school in West Baltimore. And then I was fortunate enough to win a, uh, a fellowship through uh, George Soros and the Open Society. They gave me a pot of money and asked me to step away from being a classroom teacher to research and design a curriculum um, to work with boys of color, mainly black and Latino boys, that, that address three fundamental issues that boys are confronted with. Anger, decision-making, and impulse control. And so I spent about 18 months um, immersing myself in research and best practices, looking at programs across the country to try and figure out how do we best engage young boys of color, particularly young boys of color, who may, many of whom are being raised by a single mother, many of whom are living in very difficult neighborhoods where um, gang members are, are frequently trying to recruit younger boys to get involved in the drug trade and other criminal activity, uh, young boys who often get very disconnected from school, even by the second or third grade, that I wanted my work to really, really focus on that particular population of boys. And so um, over the years, um, my work has, has, has really evolved. I, start off, I started off doing local work, and my first company was the Urban Leadership Institute. I co-founded that with a good brother, a guy who was also, he was a high school teacher. I was a middle school teacher. Again, we both left the school system and decided that we wanted to be social entrepreneurs, realizing that um, our, our methods and our ideas were just so radical that most organizations, most nonprofits, most um, governmental agencies, while we're doing good work, didn't necessarily want to take their work to the next level because it would require um, some risks. And those risks would be doing things like, you know, working with young boys, but not just working with them in a school, but working with them in the community, doing intense home visits, um, you know, working with the parents and going to the homes of the parents. Now too often we want to invite parents out to a school or a community center, and when the parents don't come, we want to throw them under the bus or talk bad about them. And we realized over 15 years ago that if you want to build the rapport with the family, if you want to reach out and connect with that dad who has a family and he hasn't been connected with the family, you can't just invite him to the community center. you got to go to his house. And so um, we, built, we built our company really being creative, really being uh, innovative, um, my business partner and I decided to go our separate ways. We had a good 15-year run, but my work started to evolve. His work started to evolve. Um, my work started to evolve on two fronts. One, to be able to really do more international work because the problem that you see in the U.S., um, a lot of the problems that you see in the U.S., kids all over the world see what's coming out of the U.S., and they want to mimic it, whether it's the gang activity, yeah. whether it's the posturing and the behavior related to hip-hop or reality television. So I wanted, to, I wanted to expand my work internationally, and so now I'm doing a lot of work in Africa. But then I also wanted to, I wanted to jump into uh, children's books, because even with my own children, Vance, and to the listening audience, 
you know, I would take my children to Barnes and Nobles because we're a family of my wife and my and my children. We're avid readers, and whenever we would go to Barnes and Nobles to buy books, we were always blown away that it was hard to find books with faces of black and brown children. Uh-huh. And so I decided that I wanted to start writing children's books. I wrote my first um, children's books. I had been a ghost writer and done some other consulting work with some other authors, but I decided to jump out on faith and write my first children's book, and it came out um, around April of 2012. It's called Khalil's Way. It's the story of an 11-year-old uh, young man growing up in one of the toughest neighborhoods in New Orleans. He's a very unique young man because he can do college-level math, and he's only 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He's a master chess player, but because he's so smart, he also um, has some, some very unique food allergies, and he's ADHD. He's become a prime target for the school bullies. And so the book has done extremely well. I mean, the, 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 the response to the book has been phenomenal, and I have two other children's books coming out. One is coming out um, November 1st. It's called The Green Family Farm. It's about a, a family in the heart of Brooklyn, New York, who get very frustrated because mom and dad begin to realize that they live in a what's called a food desert. And a food desert is simply folks who live in communities who can't access fresh fruits and vegetables and healthy food. So mom and dad quit their job, and they decide to open up an organic farm in the middle of Brooklyn. And this book is for a younger, uh, younger than I'm used to writing, because I'm used to writing books for middle school and high school age young people. But this book is for younger children and parents um, ages 5 to 8 years of age. Brother, you are staying super busy out there, David. I'm proud of you, man, and I'm proud to know you and, and, and all the work that we've done together in the past. And you had said something, man, and I took my notes about when you were talking about the home visits and how agencies and organizations realize that you got to go get them. And that's what I love about that because that's what we do a lot with Father Matters, man. I mean – you know, we got to be out there after the streetlights come on. You know, a lot of agencies are like from nine to five. And if you don't come to them and come with these at working hours, well, the people we serve, they work. And we're out at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night sometimes working with these guys, man, sitting down at a McDonald's, David, trying to keep a family together. And people need to realize in this line of work, man, it's it's ministry. And I don't just mean pulpit, uh, you know, behind a uh, uh from the, from the stage of a church, it's ministry, it's one-on-one, and it's out there. And I love about what you're saying about Khalil's Way, the, the book, and also with the food. Let me ask you, David, how do you recruit the young men to come to the Dare to Be King Project? So, so what we do, Vance, is uh, when we first started, we used to run our own programs. Mm-hmm. So we were running a school program. We ran a highly successful Saturday school program for boys, which still goes on on a college campus in um, in Baltimore. But then what we, we decided to do, because we were getting so many requests, the amount of requests that we were getting for boys to be in our program and for us to work with parents was so overwhelming that we decided to shift our model and not really run any, any programs. So I don't run any programs anymore. We mm. do some of the probably most some of the most innovative training and we provide technical assistance to organizations that really want to go deeper. And when I say deeper, I'm talking about 
um, going deeper to address a lot of the social challenges that that children and families are faced with. So most of what we do now is we do a lot of training and professional development for schools. And so we go in and do some very creative training. A lot of times um, principals want us to come in and they initially want us to do training with the staff to help the staff be able to better relate to students. But initially what we like to try to do is we like to come in and do some work with the staff around personal development. Because what we find is a lot of teachers, a lot of social workers, a lot of youth development professionals, they have a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. And if we're not willing to deal with um, their issues, no matter how many resources we provide, no matter how many uh, suggestive best practices we can provide for the staff, if the staff are dealing with their own issues and their own internal conflict around building relationships, I'm, I'm going to give you a really good example. One of the, one of, we do a series of activities with teachers, one of which is we get these teachers to begin to look at how they were raised and what were some of their influences when they were the same age as the children that they were working with. And when we, come, when we, when we get to this issue around what kind of relationship did you have with your father when you were nine or ten years of age? And then the, the adults, the staff, the professionals then have to give their father and, a mother, and their mother a grade based on their relationship when they were the same age as the children that they're working with. Then we see a lot of anxiety and a lot of frustration because a lot of the adults who are working with children and families have never addressed their own inadequacies around father abandonment or mother abandonment. And that is, and those issues come out in the classroom. Those issues come out um, when folks are doing their work. And so we try to do really non-traditional, really, really intense work because, again, our experiences are uh, working with heavy, heavy populations of gang members, working with large percentage of children who have major family management issues, and then working with folks who are working in communities where oftentimes uh, the, the officials really believe that the only way that they're going to be, a, be able to solve these problems um, are by locking people up. Hey, David, we're going to come back after this commercial break, and I'm going to let them know more about your professional development training. Anybody want to fall in love tonight? Hey, Father Matters Show family, will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. Mark your calendar for November 4th for our Father Matters Job and Training Institute. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. 
Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. My special guest today is David Miller, the founder of Dare to Be King Project. And David is just on fire right now. He's sharing uh, about his project and what he's doing. And David, what, what I want you to do now is, is tell us a little more about you were sharing about your professional development with the, with the, um, the teachers. And I agree with you, my friend, share some more about some of the workshops that you're doing and that you're offering nationally. So one, one, and, and, and I know, you know, based on some of the work that I've done over the years with father matters, one, one of the workshops that we're doing a lot in school is, um, working with the staff around creating a father-friendly environment for non-custodial fathers. Because oftentimes, one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of dads at PTA meetings is sometimes dad may not be the non-custodial father. And because he's not the non-custodial father, mom may not put dad's name on the school emergency, uh, the emergency form, so dad doesn't get information about PTA meetings, pep rallies, and et cetera. And so we've developed a model where we not only go in and we work with the staff around creating a more father-friendly environment, but also to start getting schools to do events. For example, we do breakfast with dads. And a lot of times the, the staff at the school are blown away when they see 50 dads show up Absolutely. who they've never seen before. Yes. And the way, that, the, way that we, the way that we do that is we start off with a training with the, with, with the staff, then we do a training for the mom, because oftentimes the moms are the gatekeepers. Whether mom or dad are married or not, we go to the moms and we say, even if you and dad don't get along, your son or daughter needs to have an active, ongoing relationship with dad. So you don't have to be here when we do the breakfast with dad, but dad should be here. Your, your, your child's father should be here. And based on that approach, We've been able to get large numbers of dads to come out for breakfast with dads, or we'll do, we'll do an evening event with dads. And, again, we're talking one hour because, you know, with the men, you want to keep it short, you want to yeah. keep it sweet, and to the point. And when they come for the event, then we circle back with them around, need you to volunteer during cafeteria duty. Let's say if you work at night and you can stay an hour at 11 a.m., to work in the cafeteria. So we do a lot of father-friendly workshops with schools, with community-based organizations, with social service agencies, because I really believe fathers are the secret weapon. And there's, I think that there is a spiritual awakening in this country among men. More and more men are trying to get reconnected with their children, but they run into systems. We do a lot of, we do a lot of training, workshops, and we also have activities and curriculum material Working with boys around again anger, decision making, and uh, and impulse control. And so while we do do some work with girls, ninety percent of our work is is strictly with boys and young men of color. And the reason being is because when you look at all of the data, particularly when you start looking at rates of incarceration, you visit any correctional facility in the United States you will be blown away by the number of black and Latino men that are behind bars. The U.S., we lock up more people than anybody else in the world. And so something is happening to these little boys 
these black and brown boys at 8 and 9 and 10 and 11 and 12 years old. And our goal is to really prevent these young men from entering into the penal institution when they turn 16, 17 years of age. That's awesome, David. Hey, bro, we got two minutes left. But before we go into closing remarks and how our guests can get in contact with you, share about 30 seconds about your book, Dare to Be King. That's just been national for the last few years, David. So, so Dare to Be King is the most comprehensive curriculum that you will find for working with boys um, of color, black and Latino boys. It represents 52 weeks worth of activities. It gives you a year worth of activities, whether you're in a school, a boys and girls club, a YMCA, a church, or if you're just a, a, a mom and dad who works for boys who live in the neighborhood. And it really focuses on very fun, kinesthetic, hands-on activities that help help these young men understand the power of making good decisions. When I go into a jail, the thing that separates me from the men that are in the jail a lot of times is at, 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 a, at a situation where I'm dealing with conflict, I chose the right decision. And so we don't work with young men enough around healthy decision-making. It could be as simple as, um, you know, the police officer in my neighborhood says something to me. Do I lash out? Um, our curriculum has been featured on CNN. Uh, we've been on CNN a couple of times um, for some of the work that we do. And you can go to our website at www.daretobeking.net, www.daretobeking.net. Or you can go to Facebook and you can type in Dare to Be King. .net, and, and that way you can um, get in touch with us. We pride ourselves on uh, anyone who reaches out to us. We try to get back to you within 48 hours, even when we're outside of the country. And, David, well, I appreciate the fact that you just plugged the website. I'm going to have you do that again. But uh, we've got agencies and organizations and correctional facilities all around the country that listen to the Father Matters show. And if they want to have you come anywhere from Texas to Delaware, bro, uh, can they email you direct? And also, what's a phone number that they didn't get in touch with you? So they can email me directly at info, I-N-F-O, at daretobeking.net, I-N-F-O at daretobeking.net, and they can call me directly um, at area code 410-215-8167, 410-215-8167. We are a very hands-on company, and so um, I am easy to reach because this is the life-saving work um, that God wants us to do. And so reach out to us, and we'll definitely follow up with you. And David, let these listeners know that you work with churches as well, man. You're willing to go in and work with church youth groups. Give me 10 seconds of that, David. Um, you know, the church, the churches represent um, a serious entity in our community. And what happens is a lot of times the women and the girls are being served in the churches, but the men are not. And so helping organizations build a men's ministry, I actually have a, a, a Another edition of Dare to Be King that's coming out that's strictly going to be for men in churches. And so, again, you can reach us at www.daretobeking.net. You can go on our website. You can sign up for our newsletter as well. I appreciate that, David. They can also order your books through your website as well. Is that where they can pick up the books? They can, they can order the website. They can order the books on our website. If you need bulk orders, we do, do discounts. Yes. Schools, churches. 
community organization. Just get in touch with it. And I'll just say this really quickly as we begin to close out. Our communities are in trouble, and it's time for us to stop having meetings and town hall conversations. We need to respond. Our children are waiting. I love it, David. I always tell people, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. Brother David, thank you so much for being a part of the Father Matters Show, man. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Wednesday, November 4th, Father Matters is hosting a job and training institute for men and women. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.